0: Talking! Talking! Come on, you yellows. Flying
1: high below this Wembley Archway today.
0: Welcome to The Original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmoor. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talkie United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. It's Thursday, so it must be time for another Yellow Army podcast. I'm joined this week. uh, I'm back this week. Richard's away and I'm joined again by David. Joe, thank you very much.
2: <laughs> we really must stop meeting <laughs> yes. like this, guy. You're you're <laughs> off
0: off the bench and on the pitch again this week. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Dave. Um, it's an autumnal morning here at Seal Hane. It's drizzling. Uh, the mushroom crop wasn't everything you expected this morning, Very Dave? disappointing. Very disappointing. Had a quick scout around in the woods. <laughs> I kid you not. Dave's... Really, officer.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I kid you not, listeners. You've even got a, a mushroom picking knife in your pocket. I've got you? a little knife. Don't get stopped with that. By <laughs> way. But uh, there you go. It's a, it's a, a very, I've got a couple. It's a rural scene out here at Sealhane. Uh, We follow up on a a, a good win on Tuesday night in the cup, a win that we really really needed as a club. Looking ahead to two big games coming up this week as well. Uh, We'll talk about Derby as well. One of the let's throw this one out there then. One of the seven, one two three four five six no eight teams that we've never played in a competitive fixture in the league and uh, people, could, people have been naming those on social media, but let's see if you can get to those before we come back, because we'll, uh, we'll return, as ever, on the other side of Gary Johnson.
1: Father There's nothing like an FA Cup Winterlifter Spirits, is there?
3: No, it's true, very true, and uh, it's been a little while coming. I, I, I've maintained that uh, you know result was coming, just the law of averages, but um, the lads have been unlucky in a few of the games, um, but it was nice to uh, uh, see us go down to ten men and have the spirit that we did at Hampton um, because they're a decent, decent team. You, know, they, you see that you know, Taunton beating Yeovil, for instance. Um, so we had to hang on in there, that was for sure. And, and after the game, the lads were relieved that uh, you know, we've earned the right to come play Derby playing more which is a fantastic situation to to be in so hopefully you know it's the start of uh, one little bit of a monkey off our back and now we've got to go into these next few league games to try and pick up as many points as we can between now and christmas and uh, i'm very proud of the boys because it was a massive game for the football club fa cup first round proper very important to get to that round hope that you get a big team which obviously we've got um, and all the other things that may come with it
1: It certainly up the ante and up the pressure a little bit knowing who you were going to play in the next round for the replay didn't it whereas obviously if you've been playing a lower league opposition maybe not so much
3: um no i think we the way we uh put it over to the boys whoever we got in the uh in the first round proper before we knew it was Derby it was important that we we had to win a football match um, and of course you can imagine Hampton and Richmond once Derby was announced they were up for it as well so that sort of would have cancelled it out but um, we're there uh, I think we're there on, on merit uh, fantastic that we had um, you know a couple of hundred of our fans at Hampton to see the See the game, and uh, for a change, because they could change ends, we scored a couple of goals at at their end, Um, and uh, we always look like a a, you know club together when uh, the players and the fans are uh, are cheering at the same end. I don't think anyone
1: can deny that decisions in games, um, various different decisions haven't always gone our way so far this season and we've been hoping that that might turn around Mm -hmm. but you must take a lot of pride from the fact you've already touched upon it that another key decision went against us but actually your your team were galvanised from that and came through it stronger.
3: Yeah we did. Um, From our point of view and we won the game so it's not sour grapes but I didn't think the first tackle that Dylan De Silva made He actually took the ball, uh, so that wasn't a booking in in my opinion. And I also didn't feel that uh, he dived, and he's an honest lad. And he said he he, he got tackled and and the fella did take him down. And he went down and the referee said that's a second yellow card. But uh, it doesn't mean to say he misses Derby, uh, but he does miss the next game, i.e. Saturday. and there were some worries about uh, Dylan Crowe as well but he, he because he got a second booking but evidently if you play in the uh, FA Cup qualifying rounds you only it's four bookings before you're suspended as opposed to just the two so that was good news for us and for
1: and for Dylan Crowe and it's uh, another big game on Saturday, isn't it? Sometimes after a, a, an exciting cut, win, it, there is a feeling amongst supporters, or the outside world at least, that it's after the Lord's Mayor show, that sort of thing. But with mm-hmm. a televised game against Altringham, BT Sport being they'll play more on, on Saturday, that's not going to be the case. All minds are going to be focused now on that
3: game, aren't they? They are, and you know, we've got to make sure that uh, the boys are, are ready for it because, uh, you know, it was a tough journey as it always is when you, go across London and down the M4 and M5, M4 and then um, M25, so, uh, but I think now we, we, because we know we've got to be picking up points, now that little boost that we had, you know, it was like a little booster jab for us, uh, the Hampton game, hopefully will we'll get us going and we'll see, uh, we'll see our lads in, in the, in the light of, um Going out to, to win a, f- a football match, being in credit from the from the last one, sort of thing. So another big game, and hopefully we can get you know the supporters on our side. Even a few that you know went out a little bit early um, with, with the earlier Hampton game, but we want to get them all back. We want to get as many people in the stadium as possible, so that we you know we we show ourselves in a, in a very very uh, competitive and you know, people together, light. And finally Gaffer,
1: um, after 11 games this season, your, your team has only scored seven goals. So you challenged your team to be a little bit more ruthless in front of mm. goal. In the last four games, you nearly doubled that with six strikes. Do you yeah. feel that your, your team
3: is actually slowly uh, becoming more clinical in front of goal? Yeah, I do. I think the, the strikers uh, are dangerous that we have. Um, I think both of them, uh, as the front two are um, becoming more dangerous because we're getting more ball to them. Uh, they're both quick. They're both strong. They're both good finishers, as as we've seen. We just got to create more and more opportunities uh, for them. And you know, like Brett's goal, we you know, we've got to have people getting into goal-scoring areas, um, late and fast. We've got to get our set plays right. You know, it was a set play that we scored from this week. So um, yeah, so we have we have focused. Uh, a lot on that, as we did before, but um, we got a couple when we lost the, the home game 3-2 right at the end, um, so yeah, we've certainly uh, given ourselves more of a chance by getting into people's final thirds and penalty area entries um, more often. Uh, Gary, how important was it for Aaron
4: personally to go off the mark?
3: Um, He's got one, hasn't he he's got a couple. He's got. No. He's got two, yeah, yeah. Well, he he's got off the mark in the FA Cup. Yeah, all right, all right. yeah, but um,
4: from beyond the score sheet,
3: anyway. It's it's very important for our uh, strikers to to get on the score sheet for their own confidence, and uh, they're both him and Will, we, because Corey's been out for a, a little while. They. Yeah, you know, they both um started slow as far as goal scoring was concerned, but they always had um uh that energy and work rate where they deserved a goal or two, that was for sure. So they both started scoring. It was it was good that uh, you know Jarves got his centre forward header from a corner. A good good corner by Brett. In the right area, we, you know, we we work on our set plays. Sometimes it doesn't look like that because you know you, that's what happens. Um, what they say you should score sort of one in ten of, of corners, which is sort of the normal average for every type. Um And so it was a, it was a good finish by him, and he's a good header of a ball. So that was good for him. Don't forget, he missed a lot of the season. Through injury earlier on, and uh, he is at the moment he's ably assisted by by Will, Will Goodwin, and so I'm pl- I'm pleased with both of them because they're they're doing their job at the moment.
4: Uh, where are we with Mark Halsted?
3: Um Well, Mark Halsted, um it was an infection, an eye, an eye infection, um, and uh, he's. I mean, he he warmed up with the at Hampton and Richmond just to see, you know. But we couldn't. There was a certain point where, if the, in the warm up, where if the ball came across him, um, he he couldn't quite see properly. So, um, but I, I'm pretty sure he'd be he'd be, his eye'd be cleared up by by the weekend. If he needed to come on, on Tuesday, would you have t- brought him on? Well. <laughs> Yes, we would have done rather than put somebody else in goal, and then um, we'd have had to work very hard to make sure the ball didn't come into our penalty area, sort of thing. But uh, he still would have been the best goalkeeper available to us at the time. But uh, Reece had a had a fantastic game on the day. I thought, you know, his uh, everything that was hit, he he took cleanly. You know, he he made one great save. You know, that, that, which is like a match-winning save, if you like. Um, And he's done very, very well and uh, Mark would be pleased for him as well. You know, they're they're the old keepers club, as they say. But um, so, yeah, I mean, yes, I would have had to, but you you keep your fingers crossed. You don't advertise the fact that uh, our goalie on the bench has only got one eye. (laughs) (laughs) So we kept that quiet. (laughs)
4: Uh, it's almost a revolving door, isn't it? The uh, physios' room. Um, is there any sign of that easing? Because you couldn't fill your bench, could you? On only those
3: No, unfortunately, that you know, we we moaned about not being able to uh, our league to be able to use more subs like the EFL do, and and we can't fill it. You know, that, the, the FA Cup games and and these rounds now go. You can use five from nine, so. So we might be registering new boys here. Um, you
4: know. <laughs> Based on his boots.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, most of our injuries, all our injuries, have actually been contact yeah. injuries in games. And you know, I was just going through the list today and you've got you know, Ryan Hansen who's got the concussion and the protocols of concussion. Every time he gets a headache, albeit because of the con- concussion or not, he has to wait another few days and then he has to go and, Etc. Etc. And then Corey Andrews had, has had knee surgery. Ben Wyatt had a, got a broken ankle. Um, Kieran Evans got three broken ribs. These are in games. Dan Martin has got knee ligament rupture. So, um, Mark has the eye infection that's gone now. Um, Scott Smith and Tom Lapsley are sort of like fatigue-type muscle uh, injury, so that, that's not too bad. And, uh, Ross, My- Ross, Ross Marshall, uh, he's got uh, a slight calf strain, a minor one. So a couple of them may be back uh, properly uh, for this weekend, but we're just going through it now as we speak on a Thursday afternoon. So you're right, we haven't had a lot, not a lot of luck, and we did ask if we could put three of our youth team boys, they've done so well in their FA Cup game, uh, as a bonus for them, to sit them on the bench um, and have them available and if we didn't use them, it was experience anyway but we weren't allowed to do that because they had to be registered for the first game and if they're not registered for the first game, you can't then register them for. so we, we, we may have to do that but as you can see from the numbers that I just mentioned you know, when they all come back we have a strong, we have a strong squad.
4: <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, so how long would you like to be out without Ben and Dan
3: then? Well, broken bones, so broken bones, generally uh, six weeks, mm. um, you know, so they're going to be out for, 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 some time. Yeah, unfortunately, because, you know, they're both in that one position. So, uh, you know, we have to, uh, keep an eye on that and, and keep an eye out for somebody who might become available, we know we've got Moxie that can play in that left-sided, whether it be wing-back or left-sided wide player, um, or we'll use, you know, we brought in Dylan, we might have to change the shape or something, you know, we've got Dylan De Silva, who can play as a, a, a wide left player uh, coming in on his right foot. But, um, yeah, but we you can't bring in just for the sake of bringing in, because you end up, you're still with them when some of our boys are... But, you know, because three or four that have broken bones are long-term, so we know that, you know, Kieran's going to be long-term, Ben Wyatt and Dan Martin. And so hopefully we can get some of the others back um, a little bit quicker.
4: Because obviously Kieran's a lone player, but um, the rest of them are your own players. Are are we reaching the stage whereby you're only allowed a finite number of lone players anyway, that you're actually struggling with? Enough of your own registered players, if you know what I mean, yeah, to uh, actually right. get a strong eleven.
3: Well, we can. We got. If we got. We got five loans at the moment. Um, so, because Kieran's injured, probably up, uh, with his ribs up until January, then we could probably go out and get another loan up until January, which is what you would normally do. But it's it's getting that right person in. That uh, you know, we're just getting our team in their sort of shape, in their you go in, in in the cup, and you know, and then all of a sudden somebody else comes in. It's, it's like somebody else coming into the middle of Big Brother. You know, suddenly everything changes, doesn't it? You know what I mean? The logistics change, and uh, atmosphere changes sometimes depending on who you bring in. So we've got to make sure we professionally think about that. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Although, of course, that ethic Cup tie coming up, bearing in mind. It surely has to be on telly. I mean, that must make you a more attractive proposition, perhaps.
3: Yeah, well, we're all, you know, looking at it and thinking, you know, I think the TV stuff doesn't come out information until no. today. No. So, you know, nobody knows, only a handful of people, probably who it is. Um, but you know, it'd be nice because you know, we'll almost be household names with it being on the TV like against them and then the possibility but it for me it looks a good game for TV uh, us and Derby so we'll have to you know keep our fingers crossed and uh, hope that the boys have uh, earned that not just the game but the, um, the, the publicity that you know everybody's got an opportunity when you're putting yourself in front of uh, the whole country
4: but it must be great for you this week that quite often on a Thursday you're having to lift them up after a disappointing result. Well, this week, yeah. of course, they're all going to be buzzing, aren't they? Uh,
3: yeah, um, whether they've got the energy to be buzzing, you know. But uh, no, they will. Mentally and physically, we've got to make sure they're ready for Saturday. I mean, to be fair, Altrin played in the Cup as well in a replay. <clears throat> they got beat, as like Gate said. Um, so, you know, we can't, there's no. One team's more tired than the other team, so we've just got to go enjoy. We've we've enjoyed the win, that's for sure. And when you add a win, you want that feeling again. Um, and so it'd be great to do it in front of our home fans because you know they've been devoid at the minute, not of good games, because there's been some good games at uh, at more but devoid of that that win that we all want and we want to share together. Brilliant, thank you,
0: Gary. All right. You've been telling us for a couple of weeks that, that the performance was coming, the striker's mm. performance was coming, mm. the win was coming, and it did on Tuesday, mm. everything kind of slotted together. Mm. Did it, not to tempt fate, but did it feel a little bit like a turning point Tuesday night that, that things were beginning to come to fruition for you?
3: Yeah, you, you, you never know when that you, you we were hoping the turning point would come a little bit earlier in, in, in a couple of the home games that, that we had, that we played well. We were the better team on the day but didn't score. More than the opposition, and that's what we, you know, we, we had to do. But um, yeah, I do. We, we do feel that you got to be careful because you know you, can, you don't want to go out and not try because you think, you know, naturally you're going to start winning again. So we you know, we've got to keep working hard, and we've got a little bit to do to get ourselves into you know the top half of the table. So it's going to need a run of games over a period of time. So that's why we sort of. Looking at Christmas time to say, you know, we need this amount of points to yeah. be in a, a different position than we are than we are now, and you know the boys have been great. You know they they're up. Of course they're up for it. You know, yeah. um, yeah. So I think it, it. I I agree that it. Hopefully it is a turning point because that's the point we are now right now. And of course another big test
0: on Tuesday, Easterly on Tuesday.
3: Yeah, we we it just don't, gets get tougher. We yeah, really well it well. does, and you've got Notts County coming up and things like that. But yeah. um, you know, it's eleven v eleven, and you you you've got to compete. So Eastleigh, we, we haven't had a lot of luck. at Eastleigh, I, I, you know, I don't think we we won there for a couple of seasons. But um, yeah, so although not a lot of these boys have, have were involved in those games, so hopefully we can go there and still. Feel that we can go you know be confident
0: to go and pick up the three points, so interesting chat with Gary, part of it conducted outside, part of it conducted inside, in case you were wondering what this slightly strange change in sounds was um upbeat obviously after Tuesday night, Dave, but the injury list is frightening, isn't it
2: yes i, I, I that's not a bad word to no, use I was it. trying to early, I was driving driving from home here, thinking you know. <laughs> just how bad is this injury situation and you know i already knew the extent of dan martin's injury i didn't i hadn't um, realized that yeah no. gary had mentioned it um, quietly in the week obviously yeah. we knew it would come up um well no, no yesterday i think it was um we knew it would come up today uh yeah that's a rupture knee ligament rupture uh, so th- that's that surgery yeah um, yeah uh, and several weeks out uh, to go with Corey Andrews, Kieran Evans. Yeah. Um, ben Wyatt is, ben a, is Wyatt. a fracture. is Wyatt is, is a, a fractured ankle bone. Uh, that won't require surgery that's a rest, and yeah. it's a crack in the bone, basically. Well, <laughs> what we're all saying, oh, it's only a crack in the bone. You know, it's still, it's pretty, he hasn't got to have yeah. surgery, thank goodness. Pretty sore, um, I imagine. Yeah, that, so. uh, and, yeah. Uh, and and then obviously, the, you know, there's one or two others. Um, uh, Ryan Hansen is continuing to have th- these um, yeah. uh, concussion protocol problems. This is
0: um, an interesting one, isn't it? So it? It was Ryan Dixon, wasn't it, a couple of seasons ago. It was weeks before he managed to shake off the yes. symptoms of concussion, yes. and Ryan is the same. Yeah,
2: it's it's just you know uh, I'm no expert, and I haven't. We we didn't ask in detail about that today, but uh, every time he feels better, yeah, uh, and as if it's okay, uh, apparently he seems to have so that. Has got to require a bit more mm. investigation yeah. and a look at um
0: ross marshall, uh, ross calf marshall injury. Calf of that, yeah. he should
2: be not too bad um scott smith at least got back uh yeah. on the bench um at, at hampton uh that was from an ankle injury i think it was and you know it, it's just it, it always feels it's and we've looked at each other the last few weeks haven't we as if every time on the injury front they take one step forward that you know they take two back all the time but the fact that Wyatt and Martin are now both out for the foreseeable yeah, future yeah. must up the ante for them going to get someone. You um, would have thought so, you? Wouldn't know, you? Dylan De Silva is a young, on-loan yeah. winger from Queen's Park Rangers. Suspended. Yeah. And suspended yeah. for one game anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, you know, that's a position, particularly in the formation that Gary Johnson mm-hmm. has been playing. He's he stuck pretty uh, firmly to the three-five-two. And of course, three-five-two only works, yeah. only works, if you've got proper, proper wing-backs. Yeah. And Goals fans know only that only too well down the years from times when we did have Gibbs, proper wing-backs. Gibbs backs. and Gurney. Gibbs and yeah. Gurney, yeah. McNichol and, um, yeah. uh, and Tom Kelly, way back in the day, mm-hmm. under Cyril Knowles. Uh, and then, uh, you know, other times with players like Danny Stevens yeah. um, it did that role for a little while. Um, I don't think Kevin Nicholson would ever quite claim to be a proper wing back. A but, marauding uh, <laughs> wing back. But, but he could get forward
3: from <laughs> time could, to yeah, time. Yeah, he
2: could. Uh, uh, to good effect, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's cetera. It's and, and of course, last season, young Stephen Duke McKenna did the job pretty well as well. Yeah, he did. Him on one side, Martin on the other. Yeah. So it's a system that works if you have those proper players. But if you don't have them, mm it ends up becoming 5-3-2 pretty quickly. And, and then, you know, we all know, you know, that can be very... Uh, unless you've got absolutely wonderful quality in the, yeah. in the midfield and up front, it can be difficult to, to work.
0: And, of course, I mean, circumstances forced Gary to play a 4-3-3. Four, four, uh, four, three, three, uh, Later times, in the game. Uh, on Tuesday night, which seems to work quite well. He's not going to change us, though, is he? He's... he's uh, 3-5-2 man through, well, through
2: is I I've always thought you know Gary Johnson is, is is coached all types of formations all types of styles of football during his long career he's mm. he I, I don't really believe and I'm sure if he was sitting with us now he would he would say look I'm not bound to one particular he he was at Cambridge with John Beck <laughs> when if yeah, you had if yeah. you had more than two touches in midfield you were often on the bench yeah. you know what I mean and 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 he had they had big Bruisers up yeah. front, you know, Dion Dublin, uh, um, that, those type of players. And they they did not muck about okay. in terms of football. OK, over the years, he's evolved different ways of playing. Um, I, I, I don't think it's... People get a bit wound up, especially, uh, um, you know... Uh, on social media, so they get wound up with formations, yes, yeah. you know, I'd, I wonder if occasionally you, you, if you stopped a game, you know, in the heat of a moment on a Saturday afternoon and asked a young player, what part of a formation are you playing in at the moment? He'd probably turn around and say, I'm trying to stop that bloke getting <laughs> past me. That, that's yeah, the, that's, that's that, the formation. That, yeah. You, know, you yeah. and I have played a bit of football in our time. And if somebody stops us in a game and says, Well, by the way, what formation are we we <laughs> you just say, excuse me, do you mind getting on with the game and stopping worrying about stuff like that? So out on a football pitch, there are there is stuff to be sorted out. Tackling, closing down, passing, you know, first touch, all that kind of stuff. We haven't mentioned a formation in any of that. No, but that's football, no, yeah, that's proper yeah. football. And and so uh, you know, if it happened. And obviously on Tuesday night, he had to go to 4, four three, 3 effectively, yeah. and then to 4 4 1 when De Silva got sent off. So all of these things are a movable feast, aren't yeah. they? And, and, and I, I don't believe he's absolutely committed, uh, sort of to the nth degree. If he has to play a different formation, yeah. well, he'll have to do it. And there's a golden rule in football, isn't it? Is that it's formation to players. That's Not right, the Not other way around.
0: Formation. You're quite right. Talking about Gary's uh, long experience, by the way, I did have a little check this morning. He's uh, Since he's been at Plainmore, we've had three Prime Ministers, four Home Secretaries and six Chancellors. And that three Prime Ministers figure is uh, is current as of 10 o'clock on Thursday morning, <laughs> because uh, that's uh, subject to change. But
2: yeah. I think that's more to do with uh, Whitehall than it is to, with Plainmore, isn't it? <laughs>
0: So Hampton and Richmond. Um, I, I actually wasn't at the game on Saturday.
2: I was away on Saturday. Extraordinary game on Playmore more last Saturday, as everyone there will will testify. Uh, when when uh, when United went two two down with twenty minutes to go, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, f- for the first time this season, I, I was worried. Yeah. Yeah. That they just looked really um not they hadn't given up in fact it was because they hadn't given up that they you know they have always been in, in, in with a chance of pulling these games back yeah. um but you know they were not looking like a team that was about to save themselves no. and i will always say that a piece of complete brilliance kept united in the cup in other words yeah. brett mcgavin's what a goal a, 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 volley. on the tv uh, in yeah. other words at the time we were not playing like a team that was going to play our way back mm. into the match it had to be a stroke of luck a bad mistake in the in the hampton defence or a piece of brilliance and it was a piece of brilliance yeah. and in that moment coming so far so fast after the second hampton goal united suddenly you know had a chance of saving themselves and in the closing stages whether you want to call it extra fitness or not obviously we've got the equaliser a uh, uh, very very you know good, look this is old fashioned stuff yeah left wing and go past the fullback yeah. and crosses it <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> that's the, the simple stuff that's isn't it with formations and 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 Sean Donnellan heads it yeah. in um, and then of course just like maidenhead mm-hmm. where maidenhead did go up the other end and get the winner yeah uh, united having had uh, gone close to a winner themselves admittedly get caught again on on the counter and nearly concede uh, that was, the decisive goal uh, right at the end, were it not for a I'd very good clearance. save. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A very good save by, by Mark Halstead, first of all, and then a, a terrific goal line block by Chinwiko Okoli. United would be out and we wouldn't be having these no. conversations. So, Fine um, margins, aren't they? Fine,
0: fine margins. There we go. Especially but, when you've got a team... And a
2: management that are, are feeling the pressure as telling me and 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 in these situations look united have had a horrendous run there's mm-hmm. no there's no there's no point be, beating about no. it the, the results have, have been hugely disappointing they still haven't won at playmore <laughs> um and in these situations when you you only there's only one way of getting out of it and that's fighting yeah you 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 do not play your way out of trouble. you fight your way out of trouble. The playing comes after yeah. uh, uh, afterwards, and as a result of last Saturday and that Tuesday night win at Hampton, where they were up against it again, mm-hmm. falling behind deservedly at half time by all yeah. accounts, and then you have all everything that kicked off in the second half, going down to ten men and I know it's only Hampton and Richmond, and a lot of fans will be saying, whoa, steady on, you know, that was, yeah, we're playing a part-time yeah. team from the National League South, and we've beaten them 2-1 just about, um, and they're right to say that, mm-hmm. but at least United dug deep on Tuesday yeah. night and came through it and won the match, and they had 20 minutes, um, uh, more than, mm. probably best part of half an hour, to play with 10 men against yeah. a, a, a team on their own ground, desperate to try and get through to the next round, and they manned the barricades and got and, and got through it. Um, that's only their third win of the season, and all three of them have come away from home, <laughs> and all three of them with their backs to the wall, yeah. hanging on, uh, you know, for victory. So, the guts and the fighting and the determination, they were there. Yeah, and th- they cannot now desert that and just go. Oh well, okay, well that's all right now. We'll we'll yeah. go and beat Altering at the home now. No, you have to go back, reset and play with exactly the same spirit. But at least that spirit has, and Gary Johnson has said several times, I know supporters have sort of gone, oh, you know, doubted what he was saying in a way, saying, look, nobody's given up. We're we're hanging in there. Well, they did on Tuesday night and proved him right.
3: Yeah.
0: I I want to talk about the first goal that Torquay scored on Tuesday night because I've had to call in a technical advisor on this one. It was, uh, it was one of those things that you very rarely see. It was an indirect free kick inside the box because the defender was deemed to have back passed to the goalkeeper who picked it up. Now, Donkeys, years ago, when we used to do those puzzles in the football comics that said, you are the ref, what was your understanding of the tap on an indirect free kick? Didn't the ball once have to roll its full circumference well, before being hit?
2: I, that was my understanding. But... Apparently that we I, I a
0: chap called Matt Redmond, who lives locally, he's a referee, very nice chap. I've messaged him yesterday, said, Would he mind awfully clarifying it? I don't want to do us out of a goal, but if you watch the video, uh Brett McGavin kind of brushes the ball with his stud, at which point Dean Moxie then fires it into the net, curing wild celebrations in the Henderson Thomas households and, and many over there. But I thought, hang on a minute. I thought you actually had to tap the ball, but you don't. Matt, referee, knows the laws of the game. The ball does not have to roll its circumference as long as it's kicked, as long as it's touched.
2: Well, I hadn't picked up on any of that. (laughs) He so, had a look at the
0: video for me yeah. and he said, yep, that's
2: fine. I, I know, by the way, that Hampton weren't very happy there was a free kick in the first place. No, no. There because was they, a, yeah. they felt it came off, uh, you know, that the, the the pass from their defender took a mm. clip off a United player before the keeper picked it up. Yeah. Um, whether that's right or not, I don't know. Obviously, the high, people have seen the highlights, you know, it, it, the camera isn't very high or raised no. up at Hampton and Richmond, bless them, and so it was very really difficult to get a, a real good view of it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, yeah. It was, as soon, I soon is, as I
0: saw it, I thought, oh, we got away with one there. But no, thanks to Matt, we well haven't got away mate, with yeah. one there. That's, um, that's yeah, legit. Yeah,
2: all I know is that it was a very clever free kick by, by uh, um, Dean Moxie, and I'm so pleased he took it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, in other words, all those years went, right, I've been in this situation before. The wall will do its best. They'll almost certainly get off their feet.
0: And, they, um, and so many teams now... Paris Saint Germain, people like that have a player lying down behind the wall. Yes. Thank, thank goodness, Hampton and Richmond didn't. didn't. No. Again, so,
2: again. So wise so, stuff. From there you boxing. are, and and you know, hasn't he been terrific? Uh, not just this season, but but, but yeah. before. Um, and now and he gets
0: to play one of his old teams.
2: Absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's going to be. Um, we we've never played derby no. before. The teams that we have never played, according to Talkie Fan Stats. Uh, in competitive fixtures, in competitive, fricters, in competitive fixtures, we stress are Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Everton, Manchester United, Derby, Sunderland, and Salford City, which is a strange one because they came up when I'm we went. I'm not going down.
2: that. I'm not going with Salford City.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as they they came up, we came down. We'll meet them one day. We've certainly played Chelsea, Manchester United, and Derby in friendlies. Absolutely. So I think that probably just leaves Arsenal, Liverpool. Everton, Sunderland and Salford. And they're all shaking in their boots, played.
2: aren't they? They're all shaking in their <laughs> boots for the first time. They'll play Torquay. Yeah, no, um, it, it's terrific. I, I was at home uh, and quite late on uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. Uh, Mr John Turner, who will be well known to many United fans, um, uh, who was uh, uh, at the... Uh, <laughs> rang me to, to say I've been waiting 40 years for us <laughs> to play Derby. He started off at Derby County as an apprentice. He was there when Cluffy was there, wasn't yeah, he? absolutely he yeah. was, um, back in the early 1970s. Uh, and, but, of course, it didn't stop there. You've got Bruce Rioch, of course, yeah. was, was there. Um, John Sims played yeah. for us for several years. And, of course, Donna Reardon was our player and player manager, um, a player coach and then yeah. player manager. Darren um, Moore. Uh, Darren Moore, of course, went there. I, yeah. I'm thinking about people who were okay. at Darwin yeah. and then came, yeah. ten, came to United. No, there's, there's there's many, many player connections between yeah. the two clubs. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's great. It's, and it's great when, you know, these two teams, you know, like that are, are paired. Mm. We're all keeping our fingers crossed that it's a, a live TV game for United's finances. Yeah, um, that would be good. Uh, uh, That would be good. You look through the draw, I'm sure... Um, you know Bracknell Town and Ipswich will maybe we won and, well, they, and
0: they'll show two or three won't they, they, oh, no. they spread them out over, over the, the weekend, weekend so, yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah. And the trouble um, is the kick off it could be 10 o'clock Saturday morning or well
2: something like that. But, <laughs> we, we, who knows what time we'll be kicking off for that but fingers crossed anyway it, it would be good uh, we know Derby will almost, well, they'll sell out whatever tickets we can yeah. throw at them. I mean, it's 1,500 um, in the away it, end, it isn't is, it? And yeah. some in Bristow's A- bench. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it, and it's something to look forward to, isn't it? It is not it But yeah. let's face it, as you alluded to at the start of the, of the podcast, Altrincham, Eastleigh, Notts County. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and we've mm. got to get some points. We have. So
0: Altrincham uh, on Saturday, it's 5.20, TV game, it's on BT Sport. Uh, altering them a 16th, they've picked up a little bit. They've only won once away, um, but they're on Full a decent time run. time now. Uh, yeah.
2: First time this season they've gone properly full-time. Um, they've got a lad called Ryan Colclough, who always plays plays well against us and shouldn't probably be in this division. Um, amazing that they've managed to keep hope, uh, yeah. hold of him. Really good player. Um, uh, yeah, you know, that they've... what. Well, they won at play more, didn't they last season? They came and in, beat us three-one. Yeah, in one yeah. of those was early, the o- early games, opening game of the season. First game of the yeah. season. That was a blow. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's, and we and we know about Eastleigh away, as Gary said. We do. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit of a graveyard for United. We've never um, done
0: particularly well up there. No. They beat us two-one up there uh, <clears throat> between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, last uh, year? and
2: rather unlucky actually. It was. It, it wasn't. Uh, um, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a bad performance. United lost a bit unluckily up there. So that's a Tuesday night at Eastleigh. We all know what what they're like. And then, of course, you've got to go to Notts County, who must be kicking themselves for losing at home to Colville Town in the FA Cup on Saturday with half a first team sat on the bench. I know. And that's, you
0: know, in some ways you think that's what you get for having half your first team sat on the bench. There you go. But then, as Gary pointed out, they've got 25, 26 pros. They they can do it. You know, they've got...
2: They Can do it, but it, but
0: it, it blew up in their faces. It did. Yeah, you're right, you're absolutely right. Um,
2: so yeah, so United aren't in that position, we <laughs> <right>. stress.
0: <laughs> I mean, I asked the question in there without tempting fate, um, you know, did it feel a bit of a turning point on Tuesday? If so, we've got to turn that corner on Saturday, haven't
2: we? I, I. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm always a bit wary about these turning points, and you're I, the same guy. I almost I, I didn't say it. I know, but, you know no, it was, I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, it's it's football doesn't turn over one match. No. It turns over a period of, of games, short or long, when you start all the work and all the angst and all the pain you've been through during yeah. a bad period, finally starts to you know lift and people you know you get the rewards for quite a lot of unrewarded Mm -hmm. hard work that you've done before uh, uh, and it won't change just if they beat altering on Saturday no. that won't change it United as Gary was saying now I've got to start putting together there may be a defeat along the way <laughs> there may well be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but United have got to start picking up some points now in these next few weeks running up to Christmas yeah. and he said that in his in his uh, press conference today and he's quite right and it's not a question of snapping your fingers and thinking wow we've won a cup tie with 10 men at it's, it's, it's momentum a, isn't it yeah, yeah it is And you know the whole thing will be reset on Saturday. Hampton will be gone, forgotten. Different day, different yeah. conditions, different team against you, different problems to be solved, yeah. and you have to go back and start yeah. all over again. Just
0: returning, just for a moment, to the subject of the the injury list and the injuries that we've had. I just scribbled a note down in the book. This time last year, we were starting pretty much the same midfield and defence. Week after week, we've got things pretty settled. This season, Will Goodwin is the only player who started all 15 games so far. Wow, started them. Ali Omar missed one. Yeah, uh, so uh, uh,
2: Henders, well done. I, I hadn't, I hadn't realised. So he's that. now the only player yeah. who started all
0: 15 games. Yeah. that's the extent of the niggles, the injuries Quite. the little problems yeah. that we've had and
2: if you look you know at, at, in at the back i mean even and, and even only recently with with the signing of you know akoli he's yeah. 18 years old yeah. from millwall yeah. all right he might look bigger yeah. and older than that but you're asking him to come into a, a struggling side mm. um, alongside another young center half yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, you you kind uh, of think uh, he's an elder statesman now, but he isn't, is he?
2: That's right. And you have to, you know, and then you've got young um, Dylan De Silva, Mm -hmm. 20, is he, something like that, from QPR. He's not had any real real experience. Uh, Let's face it, if they turn out to be half as good as... Sinclair Armstrong, who, by the way, is in Starter, Queen's Park Rangers yeah. first team yeah. Uh, yeah. now, uh, and Stephen Duke McKenna, who yeah. I see got man of the match for late Noring the other day in a, one of those weird cup ties that they play in the in and, St-
0: and Stephen Wynn, of course, who uh, gets uh, a little bit overlooked because yes. Duke McKenna was so yeah, he's good.
2: out of that he's, he's not in the Grimsby team no. at the moment. I don't know whether he's injured, but um, uh, so. <laughs> You know, it's a huge ask for these lads like you know Akoli to come in mm-hmm. and just sort of almost solve a few defensive problems for us. It, if you'd got a 28-year-old in, you'd think, think you'd keep your fingers yeah. keeping your fingers crossed that he could come in and sort sort it out. Um, so you know, and he will make mistakes. Yeah, it, it, yeah. That's what that's where he is. He's learning the game at 18 years old, um, and uh, it, it's you know we we have to grit our teeth and, and yeah. get our heads around that um, and uh, there's certain areas of the team at the moment that i still think is a major concern up front we have two strikers very i'm uh, more yeah. than happy with both of them what happens if either of those yeah. get injured what happens if dean moxie gets injured yeah you know these are it's thin, uh, isn't it? Thin these it. are hugely yeah. Yeah. important players to us at yeah. the moment and we are thinly covered in those areas through no fault of anybody's and I'm sure from a budget point of view if Gary Johnson went to George Edwards this week and said right I've got a left back lined up and a young striker from somewhere I'm pretty sure especially in the wake of Tuesday night that's given them a little bit of -hmm. of, of, um, maybe elbow room I'm pretty sure that the board would say, well, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, the trouble is, of course, that you can get loan signings until you're blue in the face, especially from higher clubs. Mm-hmm. You often share the wages, um, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They aren't the, the big, they don't cost you a fortune. No. It's going out and getting the, the one or two experienced players and persuading them to come down yeah. here and yeah. uproot and all the stuff we've talked about for months and months and months. That's the difficult bit. They've got
0: to be the right players, haven't they? We've had lone players in the past couple of seasons. We can all remember them who haven't quite been what we expected or what we hoped for. Yeah. And we've had lone players who've surpassed their expectations. But it's it's a gamble, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, it, it it's, is it's difficult. We're yeah. at the wrong end of the table to be gambling. Uh,
2: and, that's an, and that's another point. You know, a yeah. player a player must really be up for coming, especially if he has to move down, even temporarily, yeah. for saying, yeah, I'll get down to Torquay at the bottom of the National League. Mm-hmm. Obviously bit of a scrap down there, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, we all, <laughs> the name Danny Rackey springs to mind, doesn't it? Of, yeah. of, of somebody who came to United, uh, he'd had a very difficult, injury-plagued career up in Scotland. Yeah. He was out of work. Uh, um, he, he was what our old friend Paul Bastard calls a gangster in midfield He wasn't was, he? yeah uh, he, he, he's, he wasn't the most athletic player in the world He could play, he was a footballer, wasn't he? <laughs> he called
0: himself uh, the something Perlo, didn't Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> oh dear, dear Not the Pontefract Perlow or something, something like, like that, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? yeah,
2: yeah And um, <laughs> somebody would be on to us and put that it. right yeah, that's yeah. It. And he came in and through sheer force of... Yeah personality character or whatever and he ruffled a few feathers in the dressing room mm-hmm. which is always dangerous territory as well but we needed it at the time yeah and he helped us to turn things round from a struggling team at the bottom of that of the national yeah. league and ended, and was a big help in, in staying up um, now there Ain't many Danny Rackies around, and of course, he only came to us because he was out of work, he couldn't find a club, nobody yeah. would sign him. He had a bit of a reputation as being somebody that called a, a spade a shovel, etc. etc. And um, but you know, it, and he came to us a little bit by happenstance, you yeah. know. I, I'm, it, it wasn't like you know they'd researched him for months and months and months, I'm sure he'd been putting his name around for quite yeah. a long time. Would anybody like to sign me? Um and uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, we could probably do. with a Danny Not Racken with a literally midfield. a Danny Rackie in <laughs> midfield, because we've got Tom Lapsley, we've got Asa Hall. But in, in. You know, I've often thought, my goodness, uh, that type of character. Yeah. Just... Uh, um, you know, might just help us at the moment.
0: A couple of other things to note, and Julian noted these for us. He always keeps an eye on what's going on in the non league. Scott Bowden scored both goals for Buxton. As they beat Hyde at
2: the weekend. bit of money gone in at Buxton. Yeah. Um, so I'm given to understand, which is why they've managed to get him from uh, York City. And Tim Sills has left Hamworthy and joined
0: Wimborne Town.
2: Wow. He's managing
0: Wimborne in the Southern League Division 1 South. That's a step up. Well, Wim, Wimbledon are below Hamworthy at the moment. Oh, though, are they? Oh, I think. I'm... Oh, in yes. The no, 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 no. Right. But the setup, he said, was enough to make him think. Right. That it was a good move for him. Um, wish him well with that.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, um he's done great things at Hamworthy. Oh, terrific, terrific uh, spell there. Took him to the FA Vars semi-finals last year. Yeah. And is now um, managing Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Good luck to him. Yeah. And uh, and also, nothing against our old friend Chris Hargreaves. On the contrary. But you have to doff your cap to Taunton Town for winning the, uh, the big Somerset FA Cup <laughs> yes. derby. Uh, 1-0 in a replay on Tuesday night. Uh, we all feel Chris Hargreaves' pain yeah. uh, um, at, at, uh, at Yeovil Town. Um, but uh, uh, I don't suppose he ever kidded himself that it was going to be a breeze when he went no. to, to, to Yeovil. But no, well done to Taunton. And um, you know they're through to the first round yeah um uh, and there were one or two other sort of you know interesting results, weren't they? Um, they were. with it, teams sort of knocking out much more fancied sides and several national league teams yeah. um, uh, being booted out.
0: That's why we love the cup, Dave, isn't it? That's why we love it. We're going all wrong manager here. Um, and we can't close the podcast this week without saying just a few words about our colleague Gordon Sparks. No, um, BBC Radio Devon, Plymouth Argyle through and through and through uh, Gordon died last week he's only 61 um, just wanted to say what a great guy what a great I only met him a few times at Plymouth Argyle talking United games uh, but a proper gent football man through and through and Argyle right down to his boots. Dave. I think
2: if, if you sort of it's a bit of a cliché isn't it, but the voice of Home Park would, is probably the best way to yeah. describe his, his football side, you know, his his very ebullient style of commentary, Yeah. Um, uh, you'd think listening to Gordon Sparks that no game was ever uh, boring or anything <laughs> like that, he wouldn't allow it <laughs> to, to be boring, if it was boring he would bloody well say so. Um, but over and above that and all those years of service and and stuff this is a man who wasn't a natural he he didn't mm. come up through as a professional uh, broadcaster he he came into it from outside didn't he and, and proved wonderfully adept at it but also it was no matter who you were He would always greet you with a handshake and a smile. Absolutely. Um, uh, Whenever the likes of you and I used to trespass on the press box at Home Park, it was always a hail fellow well met. He was always pleased to see you. Very generous, spirited man, wasn't he? And um, uh, he'll be terribly, terribly missed down there. And. our thoughts go out to his family. I know we always say it at times like this, but we they do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a long time. Well, good luck to our God if they do manage to find somebody to replace him, or BBC Radio yeah. Devon, anyway. Yeah. It's almost like... Although he he didn't commentate for Argyle, it almost felt as if he was, doesn't it? Oh, because 100%, um, yeah. be, because he was so. You and I are no lovers of Plymouth Argyle. We've been talking United fans <laughs> through and through from the days when uh, they were our big rivals yeah. in in yeah. the county. But um, it was always great to go down to Home Park and knew that you were going to get such a warm welcome, yeah. from, and he'd be first in the queue to welcome you. Absolutely. And if, if
0: there is a really nice video that Argyle have done which is on Facebook, it's on the Argyle Facebook feed. And as you say, the voice of Argyle, it's a lovely piece of video. Hats off Argyle, it's really nicely done. So uh, we just remember Gordon Sparks, Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Dave, for your time in the the mobile studio. We probably have. People will be asleep by now. But uh, thanks for listening. This has been the Talking United Yellow Army podcast surrounded by yellow wagtails this morning.
2: That was... um, We nearly stopped in the middle of the podcast as as a yellow wagtail walked past the (laughs) car.
0: We'll finish, as ever, with... Come Come on, you you yellows. yellows. Come on, you yellows.
1: Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you!